What's going on, folks, and welcome back to the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. I am your host, Les McDaniel, and I'm thrilled once again to be here to inspire the uninspired, to unstick what is stuck, and to liberate that leader within you. So together, we become people of peace, and that's what we're talking about today. People of peace in our lives, what to do with them, who are they, who are they not, all of those things is what we've been talking about this week, and I'm so glad that you are here once again to, well, Let's learn a little bit about what to do when we face people that are not people of peace, those chaotic people that we've talked about in our life. But first, I want to remind you, you can find me at epicfusion.life on Facebook and Instagram. That's epicfusion.life. And you can find me on Bearded Wisdom at TikTok and on YouTube for your daily drippings of wisdom. I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say. The more I say it, the more that I, I well, the more I like it, but it's still kind of weird. They're dripping, you know, they're just, anyways, I digress. And I'm here with you guys here to actually really talk about what it looks like and what to do when you face those people that we talked about as chaotic, well, chaotic people in your life, the chaotic people of non-peace. I'm not, I mean, and they may not even present themselves in that way. You know, that's, that's just the truth of this whole thing. There comes a time in life where you got to make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. Well, here's the thing that I want to talk about today. You know, we live in a world that is really very bent on making sure that we agree on matters. And it's so strange that they do so. And I, I do appreciate the fact that a lot of times they only give us two categories to choose from to be to be truly in alignment with or right, I guess is the word. You know, we're often competing in these dualistic kind of battles and even not even that far, not even that far. Of, I can't even say that they're totally dualistic. You know, I mean, we have raised things up like the these two colors that are behind me that, that just seem to be staying there because I leave them there. But this idea that the red and the blue parties, I mean, how could these two be standing in opposition of one another? Like, like it is, it's, it's amazing to me that we can take something that is still a very good process. And I don't, I'm not saying our political processes are perfect. I mean, that, I would be the last to say that, but to live in, in a government that allows you to vote and to choose between your candidates and gives you a slight say, you know, with, with, there's some influence there. There's, there's a great deal of influence that, that we can have in our country when we choose to vote in specific people. And, and what we're finding is, is that even in our disagreement, none of us are really happy with the choices that we have when it comes to the people that we have to follow. We, we vote someone in and we're, and many of us are immediately sickened by the choices and policies and the things that they put into place while they're in their, in, in their office. And it's, it's disruptive to our life. And we wonder why it is that we stand, we, we vote so, we work so hard and vote for these people and we put them in office and then they fail us time and time again. And I think it's kind of funny, really, if you really think about it, because, I mean, we still have placed our hopes and our, our dreams in a lot of these candidates that we put into these offices. We expect a lot of them. We expect a lot of the way they live their life. We expect of how they. We expect a lot of how they represent us as those who want a, a, a say in this this world that we live in. And yet, we do so 
in ways that are so contradicting so often. We, we will stand by someone with this idea that they're going to be the one who's going to bring us the greatest peace in the world, while at the same time we will destroy our neighbor who's going to vote against that candidate that we actually love and we think is going to be the answer to peace for our world. Or we vote for the person who's most in alignment with our fiduciary and financial outcomes that, that aligns more with who we hope to see bringing, maybe we don't want to pay as much taxes, or maybe we want, maybe we want to stick it to the guy who's not paying enough taxes. I mean, I don't know where you land on this, but, but the truth is, is that none of that is really about being a person of peace in and of yourself and creates a, a, a tremendous amount of chaos and disruption and the opposite of peace in your life. When you think that there's some way that some person can contain all of the answers to your peace and bring it to you, then there's no question in my mind why so many people go off the rails online defending their choice to the death. And yet these people are not the people that we are really here to support. We're not really here to be people of peace for our politicians, nor is that their job. Obviously, their job is not to make this a place of peace because all they do is create dualities in our world. They, they create if-then statements that are impossible to live accordingly to. They, well, if you believe in abortion, well, then vote this way. If you don't believe in abortion, well, then vote this way, as though that's the only two options that there really are in our world. We, we live in a world that raises up, you know, torture as an okay way of doing things when it comes to uh, war up to a certain point. And yet any amount of torture, is that not still something that is the antithesis of peace? And we make all these claims as though these are the ways towards peace, that violence is the action that we must take in order to achieve and maintain. And, and that, that strength is the, the key and the power that we have is the key to making sure that other people are fearful of us enough that they won't attack us and we call that peace. And yet, the last, last I remember, the things that we have to defend are not necessarily the things that give us a great deal of peace. We've talked about the wisdom of insecurity at times, and the wisdom of uncertainty at times, and the whole notion of the moment that we are certain in something, we, we all of a sudden now have to defend this thing, and, and we're constantly being questioned as to whether or not we're constantly being questioned as to how we can be certain of something, which in and of itself creates an uncertainty within us because we have to even answer the question. Security is the same way. The moment that we feel secure in our lives, we've got all the right devices watching out for ourselves. We've got cybersecurity. We've got defense security. We've got all the securities out there in our world that could you know, shine cameras everywhere to know exactly where anyone is. We have these devices that track us that wherever we go, we are trying to figure out ways to secure them while at the same time giving us the freedom to, to know everything we want to know. I mean, it's unbelievable. We're completely insecure about our security at all times because the moment we have it, the moment is the moment we're afraid we might lose that very thing, which puts us in an insecure position. And so what do we do in these moments where we feel a lot of chaos around those people in our lives that are constantly competing and vying for our attention? What do we do when our closest friends have strong opinions about certain things where we don't feel like we can actually say what we want to say without being completely bombarded with all the criticisms that come from standing on the other side, just with a question, not even with a true opinion, not even with a true stance? What do you do with the people in your life when they come at you? 
because you don't agree or align with their values or their vision or their belief systems. One thing I can tell you is that when you stand against people who really only have their own agenda at heart and their own security and their own well-being and their own success, when they don't see that they are here for the highest good of all people and that they're not seeking the highest good of all people in their life, just know that that's not somebody worth continuing to chase down for peace. You know, oftentimes we find that there are people who stake claims over words and categories that just quite frankly delegitimize you and you feel it. You may not even say your opinion, but you can feel there so strongly that that you're afraid to take to, it's not even about taking a stand. You're just afraid to, to be with them and to be truly vulnerable and to be yourself. Well, once again, what do you do with people in that situation? Well, I think that there are a couple of options as we talk about the people in our world that scream through bullhorns or attack with cyber warfare who, who come at us online or whatever, wherever it is that, it, that you may be feeling like you're up against. There's so many ways that you could be disrupted in this world right now. I totally get it. It's confusing. But what I want to tell you is, is that you have the complete freedom in your life to begin to tap into something that, that I think is hard for us. You know, there's a, there's a saying to shake the dust off of your feet after you leave the house of someone who is not a person of peace. What does it mean to, to shake the dust off? Well, I, I can tell you, I recently had an experience where somebody sent me a text and they completely missed my intention and they actually can, judged me in ways that really were hurtful and, and, and if, if I spent t too much time on it. But if I'm honest, they're not, it's not really any more hurtful than some of the judgments I've had on others in my life. And it's this dust of chaos that is, is kind of covering us all the time. It's hard to escape it. But the, but the quest to shaking it off our feet is to be aware of the moments where we feel that. Not that we have to expose this person, not that we have to call them out and play the game and, and go to bat for ourselves amongst those people. And sometimes that may be the case, especially if there's an injustice that, ensuing right in your, in your presence. I mean, I can't even imagine what I would do in moments where there was an injustice ensuing, where, where I saw someone being taken advantage of or ridiculed for their state of being, whether it be that maybe they're not as smart, maybe it's the color of their skin, or maybe it's their gender that they, they go by or whatever it is. If I saw somebody coming down on someone for the way that where they were currently and how they understood life today, it would be difficult for me not to stand up as opposed to those people. But instead, in those moments, what I can do is I can be that person of peace for the person who is being completely sabotaged by the person of chaos. And I can love that person and care for that person while, while really taking care of them, like a nurse in a triage station. I can be that guy who can, who can deal and, and work with the wounds that come from people that are not those people of peace. And that in and of itself is a way to shake the dust off of your feet from that chaos. Another way is, is that in the moment when I feel attacked, when I feel like I've been, I'm being tested to believe that I am less than or not enough, I can immediately be self-aware enough to, to call into question, to look at the person that is talking to me and to begin to see through them with compassion what it is at the core of who they are that they must be protecting. 
to begin to be aware of what it is within them that might be causing them the pain that they need to share with me to cause me pain. To, to be able to tap into and see what they are afraid of and to, and to be able to be compassionate in a way that allows me to understand and to enter into, to walk a mile in their shoes before I put them in their place. Nor would I even need to put them in their place when I can begin to tap into their life with compassion and the resolve to be, to be, to stand in the resolve of my own beliefs of love and care and compassion to love my enemies. Wow. That is to eliminate all enemies from my purview. I may be seen as an interview, but it doesn't mean that they are my enemy in my own mind and how I see them and how I can love them. And so I believe that we can tap into this idea of being peacemakers, to be people of peace and to protect ourselves from those who may be people of chaos. And I think we can do that with three things. The first one is hope. You see, hope is not dumb luck, and it is a word that people are starting to say, hope is not a strategy for life. And yet I want to tell you that what I believe hope is, that it is a commitment to surrendering oneself to the co-creative process of living in humanity authentically, tapping into my unique giftedness, and you tapping into yours for the highest good of every living thing. That is not me standing on, the, on the, the tranches of some sort of political idea of needing to be able to save this planet. No, it means that I understand that my role in this life is to, is to surrender myself to the co-creative process that where my gifts can serve the fullness of this entire creation, which is a living organism within the full spectrum of this cosmos. The second thing I can do is that I can tap into faith. And I believe faith is not a religious ideology as I see it, but faith is an unrelenting acceptance of what is. It is the end of suffering because it gives meaning to our pain. Faith is not something that isolates us. Rather, it is something that truly draws us closer to the full experience of being a human, a human being. And it doesn't happen to us. It happens through us. It, it relents all of the answers that I have, that I, that I so boldly hold on to as truth, and it holds them loosely in exchange for something much bigger, something much bigger than the small truth that I might be trying to grasp hold of. And it allows for the voices of so many. And, that's, and the third thing here is really tapping into love. Love is the state of existence that does not discriminate worthiness or acceptance on the basis of isms, righteousness, perfectionism, or, or even the idea of earning it. Love just does not demand that I get it right before it is given to me. It is the state of all things. It is the state that takes chaos and puts it in order that, that allows us to to, to go around the sun and then our sun to go around other stars and, and, our, cause, and our, our universe to go around other universes. And it's this whole thing that is so much bigger than anything we can imagine and cannot be dumbed down to some placated, dogmatic, fundamentalist types of beliefs that fall in party lines, right, religious lines, or any other thing for that matter. You see, true people of peace understand that love cannot reside in the midst of duality. It covers over it. It, it is superfluous. It is so beyond the overflow. It is so beyond 
ex- explanation. It is, it's so beyond even what I'm, I mean, everything I'm trying to say is just not enough to truly explain the fullness of love. And so with these, faith, hope, and love as your driving factors for life, my hope is that you can begin to tap into the full source of what it is to walk in the way that we were established in walking in from the very beginning of time. That this thing that has brought all this order out of the chaos that we have seen, this thing that's, that maybe launched out of a big bang, maybe it launched out of something else entirely that is, maybe all of it is beyond our ability to explain, but that this thing that caused all of this and created all of this is worthy and that we can reside in that, that space of peace in, the, in that space. <laughs> we can ride in that space of peace in that space. Isn't that a beautiful sentiment? We're going to go with it for today and we're going to move on. And tomorrow I'm pumped again to, we're going to kind of reclaim some of these things and really dive into what it looks like to live more fully into nakedness rather than the shame that so many times we are facing in our world today. For now, peace to you. And I look forward to talking to you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this. Please send them a link. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day.